Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. I can't quite help it, it's overwhelming sometimes. I wanna stick a cigarette in my eyes closed. Not so I'm like, hey. What's what's fucked up about it too is, is you have like like top flight NFL players saying that they don't they, they can't believe DeAndre Hopkins went went and ran his mouth about it. Yep. And like it's just it's it's baffling to me that professional athletes who should of of any set of people be more concerned with their health and well being are just like, ah, I don't need a fucking vaccine what do i need that for like it's actually going to be unhealthy for me like what the fuck is going on like yeah and and believe it or not the the washington football team i mean they 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 caught flack for that because you know uh two of their youngest uh star players were just like well montez sweat basically said like he wasn't he wasn't gonna get it and they're also i think to this point they are the least vaccinated team like of of the 32 I think they were hovering only at like a little over fifty percent. Jesus Christ! Well, that tracks too because their record was you know seven and nine, so they were below five hundred. <laughs> <stuff>, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's it's so it's so dumb. It's, it's like too- you guys take all these supplements and whatnot that ultimately ends up getting y'all suspended for substances and shit, and yet this you know this vaccine that you know perfectly safe like yes some people have had reactions but i mean if you're playing the numbers here like you're probably going to be fine it literally is the dumbest shit ever and and I, the reason i say that is because we're talking about a professional team whose coach and general manager had cancer last year and is now immunocompromised and his sack of shit players won't even get vaccinated to potentially protect him because he's got like no immune system because he had to go through um chemotherapy. Like God right. damn it. People are selfish. Yep. It's not only selfish, like I think the thing that ir- irritates me the most is like it's a combination of selfish and stupid. And it's it's worse than just being dumb and not listen. You know, like if you're dumb and you listen to everybody else and you're just like, well, I'm just dumb and I don't know no better, so I'm just gonna listen to what everybody else tells me. Hey, good for you. At least you know your limitations. But like this is <laughs> act this is this is actively dumb and dangerous. Yep. Because you're saying I don't know shit, but not only do I not know shit, anybody who does know shit, I'm gonna get mad at and be like, Oh, you think you know everything? Motherfucker, I do. Yes. Yes. Like <laughs> I know more than you certainly. It's just it's so fucking frustrating. And like and and the other thing about this too is like no one wants to call this out and be like, Hey, um, you know, former president guy who told everybody that you didn't need a vaccine who by the way got fucking vaccinated like oh yeah <clears throat> all, all Raymond Rupert Murdoch and all those assholes they all got yeah. vaccinated Tucker, Carl- Tucker Carlson you know like they've all they've all they've all did because like people don't know that like Fox News has like a mandate for like their employees like if you're going to be like travel like traveling or like moving around from place to place like you have to be vaccinated in order for that to happen there's a great video out there of Tucker Carlson at a uh, at a fly fishing shop in Saw Montana. Oh my God, it's wonderful. This the dude who owns the fly fishing shop just rips into him. 
and calls oh, him. Oh, shop. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I need to find this. Yeah. And, like, Tucker Carlson doesn't realize that he's on camera at first. So, at first, he just looks, like, shocked that somebody's yelling at him. And then he realizes he's being recorded, so he has to, like, turn it on. So, he turns on, like, his his typical, like, overexpressive douche face that he uses. Smarm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, I can't think of any thing that's existed in the world where the dumb are empowered to be dumb by the dumb that are in power. <laughs> like, that sounds almost poetic. I, I might have to have to re-record this, go back and write that down, because I'm pretty proud of that one, actually. Um, like, think about it. All of, like, all of your GOP right now are banking off of the fact that the people that are voting for them are either, one, uneducated, two, are greedy, and they do, they're wanting to do the same thing. Hey, let's control the dumb people so that we can continue to stay in power and we can continue to stay rich. And like, no, but nobody sees this. And like, it's so bad that they think that the other way around is the one that's brainwashed, the other side. Like the people who are like, hey, we should probably listen to scientists. Uh, what the fuck do they know? Uh, I don't know, they're scientists? Like, yeah. they're experts what do they in know? their field? So yeah. much. Yeah. So much yeah. information is the answer. <laughs> oh, they just think, they think they're better than us. But then it's worse than that, too, because, again, the people in power have created this entire narrative of like of Q of this. Oh, you know what? There's actually like a whole conspiracy going on. And like the Democrats are like like feeding off the fear of children. Like it's, like it's a fucking Stephen King novel. Like literally that is that is from Dr. Sleep Doc, in Dr. Sleep. That's that like the main villains. That's, they're like, they're not immortal, but they're pretty close to immortal. They're basically vampires, and they feed off the fear of children. And then somebody read that and was like, shit, that would make a great conspiracy theory. Let's convince a bunch of dumbasses that this is actually a thing. <laughs> and like, I just, I, I'm baffled at how dumb people are, but like how proud they are to be dumb. Like, it just, it's, it's, it's so fucking frustrating, but like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like... And there's nothing you can do about it either because you can't talk to them. You can't be like, hey, um, maybe you should listen to somebody that knows what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They're a, a, a Democratic um, stooge and they've been paid Leftist, off by... Yeah, Leftist exactly. Trash. They've been paid off by George Soros. Like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, people are frustrating. Yeah. This is why happy hour exists. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of happy hour, uh, hey, all of you lovely Patreon folk, I hope you're enjoying our angry rant this uh, <laughs> this cold open. Uh, <laughs> we will shift gears here in just a second because we do want to talk about some happier things. Mr. Brooks, you're back. Welcome back, back man. Yeah, two weeks two weeks off, but I'm here. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, man, is it wasn't two weeks off for you. You were working the whole time because you were going to cons, which are a fucking thing now. Absolutely. Again, because they weren't for a really, really long time. I mean, I'm not going to ask for like a full like recap because we'll do that once we get into the podcast. But like you went to I know you went to BlurredCon uh, this past weekend. What was the one you went to before that? Oh, no. The, well, the weekend before I wasn't at a convention. I was actually shooting a music video. That's oh, shit. A music, a music video, you, you said. Indeed. When will we see said music video? 
hopefully soon. Uh, my guy is in the middle of editing it, but he's like really swamped with a ton of things. Yeah. So it might be it might be a little bit, uh, but uh, just a couple weeks, and hopefully I'll have something that I'll be able to show. Yeah, that's super exciting though, man. Because like I know that the your your music projects have been like not up in the air, but like have gotten delayed a lot. So I mean, there's there's big news on that front too that you were actually going to get be getting a release here pretty soon, right? Yeah, actually, Friday, yes, uh, Friday the thirtieth. Yeah, the new song "Rage Quit" will be out on streaming services everywhere. To all you lovely folks, in fact, normally this is just for the patrons, but we're gonna continue the trend that we've been doing for the month of July and share the cold opens with everybody. Everybody, go on July thirtieth. Go to Spotify. Go to whatever your favorite streaming service is when it comes to music. And you can hear Rage Quit by MC Brooks because uh, we want to help our dude out because he's super, super talented. Hey, like even your live set that you did, man, like I just just watching it like I was expecting because when it comes to like production and stuff like that, like you always assume that somebody's like studio album is going to be better than like their live performance. Fuck, that sounded like a goddamn recording. It was amazing. Like listening to your live performance that you did at BlurredCon, I was like, holy shit, that sounds like it's off of his album. That was like, you did such a good job, man. I wish I could have been there to see it. Yeah, thank you. No, it was it was a lot of fun. And I was, I mean, honestly, I was like, I was super, super nervous. Cause really? I mean, first, I mean, like, it didn't really hit me until like right before. I was like, fuck, man. After two years, I'm literally the very first musical performance at a, at a convention of any kind since KatsuCon of last year. That's dope. That's a great way to open things up, man. Like, like fuck, man. Like, I have to set the tone because literally, I'm the I'm the first person people are going to see, you know, uh, because you have to pass by the food trucks to even get to where the convention was being held. So, like, in walking by, like, you're going to see my face. You're going to hear me. And yeah, like, it, it didn't really occur to me until like right before, and I was like, fuck, man. I I have to. Uh, I have to fake it till I make it in this in this case because you know I'm naturally introverted. So I'm like, well, I gotta 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 put that off to the side at least for you know about 35 minutes. Well, and it looked like I mean from from the comments that I was seeing too. I mean, you got a really good response. It seemed like people really enjoyed seeing you. Like I saw that one thing you posted where like somebody messaged you and said how good you were and like how yeah. impressed they were with your performance. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. No, thank you. It was it was very it was surprising, and honestly, like it happened a couple of times over the course of the weekend. Like not even just like that that day, like um, when I was not in when I was not in cosplay, even when I would just be like hanging out in the uh, in the artist alley or just walking around. Like you know, I would get I would get people you know saying stuff like, "Hey man, like I I saw you yesterday. Like you know, you you did a great job. Hey, like where can I where can I find your stuff?" And it was just like. Yeah, uh, Spotify or like wherever you wherever you go to streaming, like it's it's probably the closest thing to a celebrity I have uh, I have felt <laughs> to this yeah. point, which also it's... coincided with like everyone and their mom wanting to stop me for pictures of uh, my Moon Knight cosplay, also because that was also uh, a big thing. I felt like I was getting I was getting stopped like every every two seconds. Which is not a complaint at all. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm so glad that you got... And pardon me for chewing. I'm eating my lunch as well. So <laughs> No shade. Yeah, we're going to try to make this uh, as realistic to being at a diner as possible. So there you go. Um, <laughs> no, I've been... Um, shit. Well, I was telling... I was just telling um, earlier, before we started recording, I was telling everybody 
how I've been dealing with some really, really nasty like sinus headaches the last like week or so. And like, I just realized too, that it's like now noon. And like maybe part of the problem with my headache that I have is the fact that I haven't eaten anything all day. Because like, you know that vicious cycle you get in when you're not feeling well of like, I really should eat thing, eat something that would probably make me feel better, but I don't feel good, so I don't want to eat. It's like that, like, yeah, you have to eat something because it's going to make you feel a little bit better, but you don't feel like eating anything because you don't feel well. So it's like. Dude, I yeah. literally had that this morning because yeah. like I didn't I didn't have a hangover this morning, but I didn't really yeah. eat anything like in the evening yesterday before I had a couple before I did have a couple drinks. So I woke up this morning like, fuck, I'm hungry. And I was like, I need to eat something. But I don't know what it is I I need to eat because I feel like if I eat if I don't eat the right thing, it's probably gonna end up coming coming right right back out. Yeah, yeah. And so like I ended up delaying. I spent like two hours just like in bed, not really moving, trying to figure out like, oh, do I like do I order food? Yeah. Do I go get something? Like is there? And I started thinking like, is there like do I have a snack or something like? It's like, what do I have? What what do I even have here that could? Because like my alternative was like, I'm just gonna go grab a, a tortilla and just eat that. Like it's the closest thing to bread that I have, <laughs> and and hopefully it'll be something that I can I can actually keep down. And then like and the unfortunate thing is I ended up ordering Dunkin' Donuts uh, because I've I've been really obsessed with their breakfast sandwiches for some reason lately. Because they're delicious, a, that's why. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're fucking hash browns, man. They're uh, tiny hash browns, so goddamn good. I, bro, I ordered so many of them. And, and like, they, even though I ordered a veggie omelet, somehow there happened to be, like, a huge thing of, like, uh, ham or steak. I don't know what exactly it was that was, like, in it. And I was like, well, shit, I can't even enjoy my sandwiches. So I literally all I've had today were a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts hash browns. Which, you know, it's not a bad breakfast <laughs> at all. Because <laughs> like you say, they're fucking delicious. But yeah. Dude, I'm so excited because we're getting closer to fall. Because Duncan does those, the munchkins. But they do the pumpkin flavored munchkins. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, those are oh, so yeah. fucking good. Oh, yeah. I, also, I also forgot to mention, too, that I got a free uh, batch of donuts this morning also. That I didn't, I didn't order. I don't know if someone at Duncan was feeling generous or something. <laughs> Felt bad about uh, putting about putting meat on a vegetarian sandwich. Yeah, I mean, there's that. So like, and it's yeah, crazy because yeah. I like I've been cra- I've been craving donuts, but I'm like I was like I'm trying yeah. to like kind of like eat healthy again. Like I'm trying to get back on track, but someone just sent me like half a dozen of free donuts. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> so you know, I did what needed to be done. <laughs> it was my responsibility to make sure yeah. <laughs> we weren't raised to waste food. Exactly. You don't want to be an asshole. You have to right. eat them. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> like some, like someone, someone has to eat them, right? I mean, <laughs> you're not the hero we deserve. You're the hero we need. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'm sure that well. Yeah, because most of the a lot of the people that listen are in the group. Um, a lot of people are in tune with what's going on right now. Uh, BlurredCon was kind of a shit show. It's, it turn it turns out like on the back end, like we found out after the fact. Like, oh yeah, was there any when you were there, when you were actually at the con, was there any indication or anything that you saw or anything that you felt that you were just kind of like, eh, this is kind of fucked up? No, and like. 
the thing is, and the funny thing is, I was I was supposed to go to the uh, the cosplay contest, um, because uh, it was it was at six o'clock, and, and I wasn't I wasn't planning on entering, but I, I did just want to go just to see it. But uh, you know, after walking around in like ninety degree weather with a compression suit on, <laughs> you know, I got I got hungry, so like ended up going to get Indian food, and so I kind of bypassed even going because otherwise I feel like I and other I feel like more people would have known, or at least I would have known like that the day it happened because they, they they actually had the cosplay contest sectioned off for two hours because generally like you know you get a, a ton of a ton of entries, and so it was supposed to be from six to eight. And um, <clears throat> the cosplay contest was also a big deal because, and this is a first, someone actually got married at BlurredCon this year. Oh shit! Yeah, this That's uh, these, cool. these two these two cosplayers they met at BlurredCon. I want to say in 2018, and so they wanted to, you know, uh, get hitched, you know, with the with you know the same family and people who you know allowed them to meet in the first place so like and they're both cosplayers and I, i'll i can i see if i can find a picture because they both did like uh like bat family cosplays which was which was kind of cool for their for their for their wedding and like that was so that was supposed to be such a a, a big deal but like um a lot of pe- i guess a lot of people missed out on the cosplay contest because it, it only lasted about the entire thing only lasted about 45 minutes and i think part of it was because they um they did pre-judging so like um earlier that day around like one to one to three you could go and like get your costume get your costume like judged early so that you know they could breeze through and like uh breeze through the ceremony when it came to uh, the event that night um but like we no one really heard anything until sunday like, because I think people were asking, but I don't think anyone who hadn't gone to the contest like actually knew, and like it didn't really get out on social media until that Sunday, and um, which which was which was like ironic because it was like right after I like I had just left BlurredCon to go home, um, when I saw um, one of my friends in my group chat had posted like, oh, you know, hey, the uh, the the cosplay contest winner is you know, again, uh, not black. And from there, like, so you guys know how the how the internet works. Like, sometimes stuff can kind of blow up, but it kind of stays contained, kind of within the community that it's in. Sure. So, like, I was kind of anticipating that, much like the last time that it happened, that like, you know, a couple like people within like the the blurred con or like the black cosplay community, like, you would see, it, you know, you would hear about it, and you'd be like, oh yeah, well of course. Um, but for but like. It like when news got out on Sunday, like it it really got like out there. Like I, I was seeing it from people who I didn't know were into nerd stuff were sharing it on Facebook. I saw people tweeting about it, and it was just, it was just really really crazy. And probably the worst part was not was not only the the outrage over the decision itself, but it was the fact that the judges, like the people who did the judging, came out and. Like they had some really awful, disgusting anti-black statements um, in their in their in their response, which was amazing, considering that they themselves are black, and they tried to imply that like uh, that you know that the the person who won was the only person who like put effort in, and that other people were using like Pringles cans 
um, where they went to Party City to get their costumes. Which, like, also let's let's acknowledge the fact that materials are materials. So who gives yeah. a fuck what you use? <clears throat> right. Because because yeah. the thing because the thing they mentioned like hypothetically if someone found a way to take um uh take uh, some um some some ch- uh, potato chips and like turn them into like and make it into like a dragon's tail that's fucking creative as fuck like mm-hmm. holy thing I would I would love to see that yeah. not to mention there's not that to- like there's that like famous uh, picture online of the dude who made the Iron Man suit completely out of cardboard it was fucking amazing exactly plus and and the other thing too is. We are, we've been in the pandemic for, what, about 16 months now at this point? Like, a lot of people lost jobs, you know, lost uh, their means of income over the last year. I don't think you should, I don't think you should hold it against them if they, you know, don't have the funds to, like, be able to pour into, you know, get, uh, like, uh, the materials uh, necessary to, like, make these giant elaborate cosplays. Does anyone... Who has done any type of costuming in, in any in any sort of way knows that shit's expensive. Like mm-hmm. I, I spent I spent nearly five hundred dollars myself on just my the stuff for my Moon Knight outfit, and I didn't I didn't make it. So like, I can I can only imagine, you know, uh, how much it costs to like get the materials so you can sew an entire outfit together. So like it, it was it was just really disrespectful, and I think that's honestly what what made it worse. With the judges' responses, because after a while, people were like, you know, hey, like, she won, okay. But then people, the, the judges' reactions is what made people go, oh, so this is what you're on, okay. And it just, it just made the entire thing just like much, much bigger than I think anyone anticipated it being. Yeah, I mean, it just, the whole thing, man. Like, it, it's the fact that like the organizers and the judges, none of them said shit. But on the flip side, you had the actual person that won the contest came out and was like, hey, I'm not going to take this title because I because of this, because I feel bad. And like the the fact that they didn't really have to do anything. They did. They they really didn't. Like they gave up. I mean, they gave up a cash prize for one and they gave up the like a pretty golden opportunity if you're someone who does cosplaying and that you get to represent a convention at a, at a much bigger convention being awesome con and you get to go there and and participate and, and be part of the judging for their cosplay contest like that's that's kind of a, like a major deal and you know they they realize that you know even though like hey it's it's an awesome opportunity it's an, it's it, like these are awesome benefits they realize that you know it it probably wasn't the best thing for them to a have entered and b for for them to have to have won and like I say good on them because I I, I do want to, I, I do think it's important that we you know uh, on some level give her credit because you know I think what we what we've seen in the live instances where there's been controversy over someone winning something that people felt was undeserved is you know they they'll double down they'll say you know hey stay mad I won you know so on and so forth and they don't really think about um, the the optics of what happened or like who is affected by, you know, what happened and, and, and whatnot. So I do want to say, hey, good like good on good on her because her statement was infinitely better than anything that came from the BlurCon creators or from anyone who did the judging um, on BlurCon uh, as well. So um, and, like and her statement was 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 thorough. She didn't really she didn't throw anyone under the bus and she, you know, took responsibility for for entering 
Um, because I think that what was what was lost and and why the I feel like the the BlurCon creators were being really obtuse and when the judges were being really obtuse is that like no one is saying no no one is saying like hey ban white people from participating <laughs> like I mean it's, I mean it's illegal for one but <laughs> <laughs> we are not saying it because we are not we are legally obligated not to say such right. a thing out loud <laughs> but. <laughs> but like we like it is important to highlight the fact that like you know like I've been going to conventions for for uh 50, for well over 15 years and I've seen I've seen many incredible amazing cosplays I've 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 seen a ton of different cosplay contests and like by and large the people who are often winning or like placing in like the top 3 are not people who look like me or people who are even of color to begin with. So like, I think because you have blurred in the title, a lot of people took the convention to mean that, like, Hey, it's going to be a golden opportunity to really provide the, an opportunity for people who may get discriminated against at other conventions, because even if the cosplays are awesome, you know, because of people's biases and whatnot, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to, to place or like really get to show off what they do. So BlurCon is going to be a prime opportunity for that. And it just it just seems like well, and I actually mentioned this in my in my BlurCon re recap, which will be out by the time uh, this podcast goes up. Sweet. Um, um, that like it's very discouraging because you know like if you if you feel like you can't win when you're being judged by uh, by other people who under who seemingly understand that you know the, the the necessity of this space because we are discriminated against when it comes to this the same type of uh contest at other much larger conventions then like where can you win because i do think uh, uh or uh, well not i think i know that a lot of people didn't participate in the cosplay contest this year because of uh, because of um what's happened in previous cosplay contests and feeling discouraged like oh well I have no chance of winning from when I'm being judged by people who look like me. So, like, why even bother participating? You know what's even more frustrating about this is the the girl who won. It was a fucking amazing con uh, costume, and furthermore, if you look at her portfolio of work that she's done as far as other costumes, mm -hmm. she's incredibly gifted as far as like what she can do with sewing and costuming and things like that. 1, and that's getting yeah. and that's getting lost in all of this because there's so much outrage and so much frustration about this. And like rightfully so, like you like like you said she shouldn't have won because of the space she was in, but at the same time like it just sucks that like yeah. That's that's being lost in this because of course like there are some people who turn this into something uglier and saying like yeah. oh well you know, let, let's let's make fun of this person in the way that they look or, or anything like that. Like, I think that's what was the most frustrating for me was just seeing that, like, you knew that this was going to turn ugly at some point. Yeah. And of course, as soon as it did, people try to use that to say, well, this is why. Well, look what they're doing. Yeah. And this is this is why it's a problem. Like, completely and, missing the point that this should have never happened in the first place. And like this, this all could have been this. This could have been avoided with one simple fix have multiple categories for the cosplay contest that it could it could have been it could have been easily it could have been resolved just like that because 
a lot I, I know a lot of people a lot of my friends are, are armor builders like they they work with foam and they build these really elaborate um suits and whatnot which which hats off to them because i tried to do that and like it is hard it is, it is very hard to do it um but many of them felt just they felt discriminated against in the in the blur con cosplay contest because for some reason like the the process of building armor while obviously it's not the same as like sewing an entire outfit uh based on what the judges said like people who sew like that gets weighed more heavily in your favor than someone who is building armor which i don't think is necessarily fair because they both require very different skill sets to be able to do it and like make it like make it really good so like this could have easily been avoided could because if you have if you have the cosplay contest and you you have you know you have three you have three winners you have a uh, best armor build uh you have the best for sewing and you have the best for like uh like store-bought or like amateur cosplays and whatnot and if she if if uh, the person who won just happens to be one of the three like people are still gonna side eye a little bit because it's like the optics of a white a, a white woman winning at blurred con are still weird but I think it's it's not it's going to be it, it, like it wouldn't have blown up like it did because you still would have had seemingly two other winners uh, who probably would have been of color who um, would have been able to showcase that hey like this art this this incredible armor build I did is fucking great and it's dope and it took it took a, it took just as much work uh, as, as 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 she did with her sewing it's just a different skill set. So like all of it could have been avoided by just having categories because other people have said that like it's it's weird to have a cosplay contest where you're going to get people from all different levels of skill, people who do different types of cosplay whether they're building or sewing or whatever. And like how like how can you equally like judge how much work someone put into it? Um how, how can you seemingly judge how much work someone uh, put into it when like it takes different skill sets to to do all of the different things that that ended up being done. So like I'm hoping that you know next year and beyond that they adopt categories because it's like you can avoid you can avoid controversy by just by just having uh, judges that know what to look for as far as you know people who know about building armor or or sewing or whatever and and allow them to allow them to be judged that way too and and also. You know, allow a little, a little bit of fan voting too, because one of the things that I learned was um, that there was an inconsistency with uh, the cosplayers being posted on the social media. So they did allow some people to like uh, comment and and like, you know, if they you know to try to draw some attention for them. But there was a discrepancy because everyone's cosplays were not posted at the same time. So like someone who got their cosplay you know posted in the morning and someone who got it in the evening and if the if if the voting or the, or whatever ended at five then who do you think is going to have more the person who got who got posted in the morning or the person who got posted in the afternoon and the cutoff time is the same so there's a discrepancy with that there are people who said that they applied to enter the contest and never received an email or any kind of follow-up because blurcon did try to make it seem like oh you guys just you know you people just didn't come show out and show up and you know people a lot of people are like hey hey like we applied and no one got back to us so hopefully next year and just going forward that they they come up with categories they come up with a new a, a better system to judge uh the the participants 
and you know they can continue to avoid controversy because I, I do I do want to say like BlurCon is not a perfect convention, um, but you know I think ultimately the reason a lot of the things that have been said are because we want it to be good. You know, like it, I still think it is a necessary space, even if it is, you know, problematic and like is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Because uh, I and I, I tweeted this the other day that ultimately the people are what make these conventions. Like, yeah, you, you're going to go because you know a celebrity you like might be there or a cosplayer. You might find some panels, but but ultimately, by and large, the people are 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 what make the conventions what they are. Like, we're going to Awesome Con in in a uh, little under a month yeah and even though like i'm excited for the the panel like I, the, the best part of conventions for me oftentimes is literally just walking around and you know seeing someone's kid be super excited to see you know a, a live it's a, like a real captain america or like how much detail and design goes into someone's cosplays or even some of the hybrid cosplays um that that, that i've seen uh, like uh, BlurCon, there were a ton of Lady Lokis, which was pretty impressive because Loki just ended. <laughs> Loki, had, the, the final episode had, had just come out. Yeah. And people in in two days managed to get all their stuff together to, to do cosplays for the Loki variants and for Lady Loki and, and uh, Enchantress and, and so on and so forth. So the people are ultimately will make it. So, you know, I, I, I just hope that, you know, they learn from this and that, you know, next year they find a better way to avoid controversy i think that that is the perfect segue into the main episodes that we're going to be doing for this week for uh, at the diner (laughs) Uh, well done (laughs) because you're a goddamn professional that's why so as mr brooks mentioned loki it just ended we are going to be talking about that we are also going to be talking about the latest mcu uh, theatrical release, and that's Black Widow, because all three of us have seen both the the Loki series and Black Widow. So we'll be talking about those next. So make sure you tune in, make sure you're subscribed, because there's lots of places you can do that. Pretty much any streaming service, any place that you can get your podcasts, or if you just want to listen directly on the website, you can do that as well. So please continue to do so. We appreciate that you are doing that. We also appreciate that you're sharing this with your friends and your family, because we keep seeing more and more subscribers, and that's just it's awesome and humbling. So we we appreciate all that you do, those who listen. So for myself, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, catch us next uh, at the diner where we'll be talking Loki and Black Widow. Uh, and for all things geeky and nerdy, uh, don't be a juice bag. Remember, I haven't said that one in a while. I felt weird. Um, <laughs> but also to remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!